Welcome to the Freelance Revolution Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Sarah. We're both seasoned freelancers running successful online businesses that allow us the flexibility to live the lives that we want. We do different work as freelancers. We find our clients in different ways and we have different business models. The one thing that unites us is a passion for helping others work on their own terms. We're not here to give you a silver bullet or sugarcoat the work it takes to develop and run a successful business. We're here to guide you through the journey we've already taken, bust common myths about the freelance lifestyle, and give you the support you need to keep going when things get tough. The Freelance Revolution podcast is brought to you by Freelancers Align, our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Did we mention that membership is free? Go to freelancersalign.com to learn more and sign up. Hi, Leah. Hi, Leela. Hello. How are you guys doing? Doing great. How about you? Not too bad. How's everyone's summer going? Fast. So hot. So hot. (laughs) It's so fast. I I feel like maybe people say this every summer, but I truly feel like this might be the fastest summer of my life. Like it's, it's been like lightning speed and I'm like, how is it already more than halfway over? It's crazy. I'm like, it's still March, right? For real. (laughs) For real. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like simultaneously like sad and happy at the same time because it's real hot. So I'm also ready for it not to be real hot anymore, but and I'm is- ready to have consistent childcare again. <laughs> but <laughs> my kids' is June is always very, very fast. And so then I feel like July is just kind of the month that goes on and on. So it'll be interesting to see how this one's going. I mean, but we're already halfway through the month and I feel like it's going pretty fast. So, yeah, I do feel that same way about July, though, too. I feel like July and then by August, I'm like, it is so hot. Like, I just need this to be over. And then by September, it's like still really hot. And so... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I kind of hallucinate my way through August because it's just so hot. You're like, I, I can't think. Right. My and you're like so over it. You're yeah. just like, I can't do it anymore. I can't yeah. do it. Well, this will be um, good for what we're talking about today, which I think generally is about rest, um, which is an important thing to do during the summer, um, especially when it's a million degrees outside. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but it's been real rough here. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. The other day it was like 75 and it was like the best day of my entire summer. Oh, and now it's like amazing. 97 today. Oh, we've, we've been over a hundred most days. I think we got a break of like 97 yesterday and it was like, Ooh, oh, this is great. <laughs> Remind me where you are, Leela. I'm in Tulsa. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so let's talk about rest. Um, rest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Um, I think we talked about last time we had you on Leela that like, I think for both me and Leah in different ways, rest is not our natural state. Um, it like actually takes like a lot of intentional effort for us. Yeah. Rest is work. Rest is work. Um, but yeah, I've been thinking about rest a lot. I, and I, it's interesting because when I wrote my Substack for the month of June, I went back and looked at what I had written in my blogs last year around this time. And I had written a blog about 
rest and about how I didn't feel like doing anything. And I was like, oh, maybe this is just like a norm. Maybe this is just the way I feel every June. And I just need to like stop fighting it, lean into it and um, actually rest. Totally. Yeah. I think that is so common. And I think like, it took me a long time to figure that out too, because if you think about kind of how work maps onto the seasons traditionally, we tend to think, well, summer's harvest season. That's when people are, you know, busy and active and they're working from sun up to sundown and it's the longest days of the year. So we should be like super productive, but nope, I don't feel it in the summer at all. It gets hot. And I'm like, I just want to lay by the pool. I just want to read a book. I just want to sit on my porch and like, look at the leaves for two hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do like actually do anything. And I do like, it's weird too. Cause like, I'm a, I'm a huge um, gardener. And so I do spend like a lot. I also spend like a lot of time doing work that is like, not this kind of work um, during the summer, which I have to like intentionally carve time out for so that I'm not completely overwhelmed. Um, but I also, and I like, I don't know about you guys, but everyone I know, including myself, has had COVID over the last month or has it right now, like everyone I know. (laughs) And so we got it at the beginning of May. And I think we're just like, or not the beginning of May at the beginning of June. And we're sick for like, you know, like half a week. And then we're just like really tired for like another two weeks. And then it was just like, it like killed my motivation. I was just like, now I'm just like really interesting. Like I've like got some really good practice resting and I just want to keep doing it. Like I don't really want to like do anything that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, you know, I would be curious because I think we tend to think that we know what we mean when we talk about rest, but I actually think that different people have very different definitions of what rest actually is. So I'd be really curious to hear what how do you both define rest? That's such a good question. You go first, Leah. Okay. So rest for me is like just uninterrupted, like no interruptions, like where I'm not getting pulled in mom mode. I'm not getting pulled in business owner mode or any of the other hats that I wear, just complete rest that I, and I have to be intentional about that time. So it's like, it's, Yes, I when I'm sleeping, but I would also say like my wind down time, like that is my rest time. Um, and I have to be intentional with my rest. Like um I one of the things that I've always fought and I'm I've always been an early riser. And where did that come from? I have no idea. Um, it probably came from like having to get the kids up for school and things like that. But um the other day, no one had to be up in my house and I just turned my alarms off. Like I was intentional when I went to bed. So that's that's what I would consider rest. I got up feeling a little bit on the guilty side, but then I had to kind of bless and release that. Like I had nothing going on that I needed to get up for. I'm gonna be more productive when I am intentional about my rest. So I know that that's how I fuel me is by resting. Yeah, for sure. Like it's that justification. I have to justify resting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you, just, oh, the sorry. justification is a big one. Um, I, this is something that I've like been thinking a lot about for the last few years. Um, 
And I think my definition has changed. So I think rest for me is like something that you do when you're doing it just for the, it, it doesn't have to be like purely doing nothing, but you're not doing it for any other reason besides like rejuvenating yourself and like truly resting. Because I think sometimes what I'll do is I will like rest, but then I'm like solving problems in my head or like thinking about like, oh, I'm going to like rest. Like I'm going to like sit and like watch a movie with my kid, but really I'm also going to like make my grocery list and like do all those other things because I'm like sitting there watching a cartoon that we've watched 97 times already. Um, And so I think that like, for me, forcing myself to just, well, A, it's like forcing myself to like, just focus on that one thing, which is super challenging and um, not doing it for any other reason. Also not doing it because I think that it's going to like make me like better, smarter, faster, more successful. Like, it's like, I'm just doing it because like, it feels good to do it. Um, But yeah, it's, it's complicated. I don't even know if that's like fully answering the question because it's, it's just, it's sort of like an evolving target for me. And I don't, and I sort of only know it when I like am in the middle of it and I'm like, Oh, I'm resting. But it's like really hard for me to like actually figure out um, where it fits in the day to day. Yeah. That's interesting. I think you brought up some really interesting points in terms of we are so compelled to be productive at every moment that we want to make even rest productive. We were just sort of talking about that. Um, You and I recently with the the blog post that I wrote for you Mm -hmm. um, that, yeah, it's just, we, we can't let ourselves, even when we know that rest is so important, we just have such a hard time doing it. Uh And so for me, I think, the way that I define rest is kind of like, I think of it as a counterbalance to whatever we've been doing. So it's like, if you spend all day staring at a computer, like I do, and like, I think you guys do, like probably most people do, um, then the counterbalance would be maybe like going outside and taking a walk or getting some exercise. And if you um, spend all day talking to people, then maybe rest is being by yourself and just having some alone time, or if you spend most of the day alone, maybe it's talking to friends. So I think, I think the counterbalance is really important because it kind of like, we need both sides as humans. We need both activation and deactivation. But I also think it requires a feeling of relaxation because whether we're having, we're kind of having emotions all day long. We are, you know, maybe we're upset about something or we're excited about something and you know, we get an email from a client that says, I really liked what you did with this. And we're like, yeah, I did great. And then we get, you know, another email that's like, um, could you redo this thing that you did? And you're like, oh. <laughs> so whether we realize it or not, we're having emotions all day long. And that is activating our, um, our nervous system, our sympathetic nervous system. It's kind of like heightening it. And we need that feeling of relaxation to activate the parasympathetic nervous system and bring us back down to baseline. And it's not like you want to just be at baseline all day, but you know, again, we have to have both. So I think it's like a counterbalance on both sides. It's a counterbalance of what you're doing, but also a counterbalance of what you're feeling with the recognition that any, any emotion, whether it's a positive emotion or a negative emotion is 
a form of excitement and a form of like activation mm-hmm. that needs to be counterbalanced with whew, like that deactivation. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. The thing that's making me think of too, is like, in terms of the definition, the way I think the way I've like started thinking about it is like, and I think this is what you said in that, in that post that you wrote for me, Leela, is that it can be, rest can be like a lot of things, but for me, it has, you have to be doing the thing for the sake of doing that thing. So like, if I'm watering my garden, I'm not watering my garden because I'm like, oh man, I got to water my garden. I got to check it off of my list. So like I right. can do the other 97 things I'm going to do. I'm watering my garden because I enjoy watering my garden. And that totally. is like a huge mindset shift for me um, personally, because my, um, like my work, my life is like so centered around like tasks and to-do lists and checking things off that like, I'm almost never doing something for the sake of just doing it. I'm doing it for the sake of like checking it off or this for the sake of something else. And like for work, like I'm a lot, most of the time I'm doing it for the sake of money or, you know, the sake of success. But, um, I've really had to find my, like, be able to just like slow down and like truly be like, okay, I'm doing this for the sake of doing this and like nothing else. Not because it's going to make my house look more beautiful or not because it's going to like buy me some time later. I'm doing it just because like, I want to do this and I'm focusing just on this, um, which yeah, is exactly incredibly, I don't know about anyone else, <laughs> but like for me, it is. I have to be, I actually have to be very conscious of it and super focused on that. Like, I guess, mindfulness, just like being in the moment and doing that thing and not just like checking it off for the sake of checking it off. Yeah, totally. It was so interesting to me. There was a shift that I had about a year ago, year and a half ago, something like that with exercise, where I used to think of it as um, something that was on my to-do list, something I had to check off. Like, oh, still haven't done that. And then I kind of like, I've made it a habit where every day I watch the news. <laughs> I know most people are like, why would you want to watch the news? <laughs> but it's because it comes on at the same time every day. And so that gives me a time to end work and start exercising. And once that became a habit, it was just like, oh, it's not something I have to think about. It's just something I do. And it became restful mm-hmm. because it was no longer an obligation. It was no longer a check it off the list. It was just like, oh yeah, this is what I do to wind down after work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I, I think that like in terms of like we were talking about earlier about the cycles, I think that recognizing that, like, for me, I like to in my head think, okay, I'm going to establish that as a habit. And then it's going to be like this. And it's going to be like that forever. And I'm just going to always do that. And I'm going to always feel that way about doing it. Yeah. Um, But I think that the other thing that I've been having such a hard time with is like, my like creativity, like my like desire to like write things and like create things right now is real low. And I, and I, back to like the doing it for the sake of doing it, it does not bring, it is not like bringing me joy right now. (laughs) It's just like, I'm doing it because I'm like, I have to consistently produce these things and like keep up and like people want to hear from me, blah, blah, blah. And I've had to really be like, if you don't love doing it in this moment, then like, it's okay to take like a little bit of a break or repurpose something that you wrote before or like, and so I like just as, just in terms of like establishing 
those patterns for yourself, but recognizing like those things may shift over the course of the year. Like something that feels restful today may not feel restful tomorrow. And that's okay. You don't have to like keep forcing yourself to do it. Um, if, or sometimes you do have to force yourself to do it depending on what it is. Um, but it may not like scratch that itch for you all the time. Yeah. I love that. Um, so uh, I think, sorry. Nope. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, in our culture, we, we value productivity so much. We value just like, go, 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 go. And, um, we're kind of taught that our worth, our value as humans should come from what we do and how much we do. And so I think it's really hard for us to rest and go on vacation or just like take time down, take time off to do, to do nothing because we feel like our value meter kind of goes like whoop all the way down and we have to bring it back up by, by doing and doing and doing and doing. But um, so I think the, the key to resting is first to start to shift that internal belief that actually we are equally valuable when we're doing nothing. Like, can you sit and do literally nothing for anyone and still believe that you're valuable? And if not, why not? And what would you need? Like, what would it take to believe that? Can you believe that about other people? Can you believe that about people who are retired? Can you believe that about babies? Can you believe that about, you know, people who like are recovering after a a traumatic accident? And if you can believe it about them, what's the difference? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I think another way that manifests for me, especially in the summer is that I'm always reading a nonfiction. I'm always reading like at least four books at the same time, but like at least two of them are always nonfiction books where I'm like, I'm going to learn something. I'm going to like improve myself. I'm going to, whatever those things are. And, um, in the summer, I actually force myself to only read fiction because I like, I'm only reading. Cause like when I rest, like I will like rest, like be on vacation. I'm like, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm gonna finish these five business books. It's going to be awesome. And like, that's part of like, I'm not actually resting because I'm like using that to check something else off. But in the summer, I like really try, I'm, I'm not always super successful at it, but I really try to just read fiction because it's like, I'm doing it just for the sake of like pleasure and nothing else. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts that are just for fun and not, yeah. not to learn. Yeah. Yeah. My podcast consumption also like always is about like, how do I like get better at this thing or like figure out that thing or yeah. I don't think about podcasts as like a fun thing to listen to. I think about them as like, yes, I, I mean, I love learning, so don't take it like that. But like for me, like I'm intentional when I go to search on a podcast, I need to learn X, you know? So like, um, I want another real estate property. So I found this real estate podcast of like investing in real estate in 2022 with the housing market as it is. And so I like seeked that podcast out just to learn something. I would never seek a podcast out just for fun. So I would love your tips on like, Hey, in the show notes, like if you have some fun podcasts, like definitely like, let's share them out there because I would definitely be interested too. Because so I think the moral is just everyone stop listening to this podcast and go listen to something yes, like right. a murder show. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't say that um, because I, th- I feel like we have a lot of fun and we have a lot of intentionality with our podcasts here. So like, I mean, 
we try to have fun on these. We try to include people and create this community in them too. So, but I think that there has to be that balance that, you know, like I would not recommend listening to this podcast while you're resting. Like it's when you're ready to take, I mean, you know, like if we're going to call it out like that, I think it's important to find another fun podcast to listen to while you're resting or, you know, things like that. So I'm still stuck on like when you said that you turned work off at a specific time every day and went and watched the news. Like that's where I need that hard line to like go exercise, be done with work and just turn it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's funny that I think that's one of the unintentional consequences of so many things going to streaming is that you can watch them whenever, which means that we no longer, I mean, in a sense, it's good. We're not arranging our lives around, like, I have to be home by 7 p.m. on Thursdays to watch, you know, whatever. But, um, but at the same time, that kind of gives us a structure in a way that a lot of things, especially as freelancers, as, as anyone who's self-employed, we don't naturally have a, a structure. And so we have to find those things in the world that are like, well, this happens at this time. And, you know, you can't really rely on like the sunset or, you know, anything else, everything else kind of changes from day to day or from one time of the year to the next. So, um, yeah, it is hard to find those, those, those things that nail you into a schedule. Yeah. I remember growing up though, like, and this is just how the world has shifted. So it's kind of a fun you know, rabbit hole, I'm going to take you guys down, but we would always eat at six o'clock. Like my mom would always have dinner on the table at six o'clock. And it's because it was right after Andy Griffiths. So she would be cooking dinner and every commercial, one of us would run in and stir whatever she was making. And we would always sit down and kind of have our downtime. And it was, we would eat whether my dad was home or not. And that was just the note. It was an incentive for him to try and be home on time, you know, but whatever, you know, if he wasn't, it just was what, what it was, you know, now I'm thinking about like, what time do we eat dinner? And it literally can range anywhere from five o'clock to nine o'clock. Like that is too much of a range, but what's holding us to that specific time frame? You know, I mean, I remember as a yeah. kid that like, we didn't have all of the activities that my kids have today, you know, where it's scheduled time here, there and whatever, you know? Um, so it's just interesting how there's no stuck on what time something happens. Yeah. Those rituals, it just like, it forces you to have a ritual when it's like a time frame. Um, I want to go back to the one thing you said, Leela, that, that I was thinking about, about when you were talking about worth, like you're connecting your worth to like productivity. I actually think that, and I'm curious about your, both of your takes on this. Um, but for me, and Leah and I have talked about this before. So like, I think she has a little bit of a different take on this than I do. But um, for me, I feel a lot. A, I think that I'm like, and this, I think, is part of the way my work is structured, which is totally different than the way Leah's work is structured. Um, I have no problem carving out like bit, like pretty, sig- not like he- not like three weeks or two weeks, but like four days or a week at a time where like, I'm completely offline. Like I'm taking a legitimate vacation. And during the summer, I do that like actually pretty frequently. Usually it's like a Thursday through a Monday or something. So it's not like I'm like taking off like huge, like I'm not taking off like three weeks, a few times a year or something like that. But, um, I don't feel guilty about it at all, like at all. And 
I think like there is like, you know, like the statistics about how many Americans actually use up their vacation are really terrible. Um, and I think that once I started working, like a, I never felt that way when I was working for other people, I was always like, I'm taking every minute of that (laughs) and you probably aren't giving me enough but like I have zero guilt about it I'm like and again I think my work is structured a little bit differently but um and uh, and, uh, there's like taking off those huge chunks that I do not feel guilty about at all and I also am like if I want to take like a half a day like I'll be honest with you this afternoon from 12 until 4 I'm going to get a massage and a facial. Nice. And like, so like half of my day is like not working. Does it mean that I have to rearrange it back into like the rest of my schedule? Yes. But like, I also don't feel guilty if I'm like, I'm going to start working at 11 AM today because I'm going to like spend three hours outside working in my garden. It doesn't mean that I'm not like, I'm not, I'm definitely not like dropping balls for my clients or not being responsive or anything like that. But I just find that like, I, because no one is like, I don't have like a quote unquote normal boss who's like staring over my shoulder all the time. I'm much more able to take rest. And like, maybe this is like not fully within the definitions we've been talking about whenever I want it. And I feel way less guilty about it. Like I have zero guilt as long as I know that I'm delivering what my clients need me to deliver and like doing what they need me to do for them at a super high level, which I, I know that I am, I have no problem taking off as much time as I want to take. And I actually like, it's like a point of contention with my husband who has a normal nine to five job because he's, I'm always like, yeah, well, like we're going to take like five, four day weekends this summer. And he's like, no, like I can't do that. That's not the way that like normal jobs work. And I'm like, but, but yeah, I'm curious to hear, like, just if you guys each have a take on like the way that you think about worth and work and like taking time off. And if you feel guilty about it more or less than like when you work for other people and Lee, I know that like you're like worked for other people is like also not the same as like mine because you were sort of like been an entrepreneur forever. So. Yeah. I'd be really curious to hear what you have to say about that. Okay. So I have a lot of like guilt going on right now. I'm just, as we're talking, I'm kind of like unpacking that and I'm like, what is this feeling? And it's totally guilt. Like, I feel like if I take time off to go do stuff with the kids, that's when my inbox blows up. If I take time in the evenings to work on stuff like that, I didn't get done during the day. That's when my kids are like, Hey, can we do this X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, no guys, like I have to work. Like I did X, Y, and Z for you all day long. And now I have to get my stuff done, you know? And then they end up feeling bad because now I'm working in the evenings and I'm like, it's not like, there's no reason for that to like, for anyone to feel guilty, but I feel like I do a better job when we're in a school routine of sneaking in my work. Like, I'll drop Victoria off at hockey and I'll just sit in the parking lot for that hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes and pound out an hour and 45 minutes of work that I may have taken for myself during the day. You know, and I have no problem doing that, but they're not aware of that. Now they're with me all the time, you know, so it's juggling all of that and 
replacing it. And I guess it comes down to like having conversations of like where my time is, how I divvy that up. And I don't think that I did a good enough job in May prepping for summer. Like Sarah and I have already had that conversation. Like I did not do that. And so now we're sitting here and I feel like it's kind of biting me in the butt. And now I have this, I've created this chaos, this turmoil, like all of these feelings and emotions that are completely not necessary. So that's interesting. That's where I'm kind of at with, with that. Yeah. So I just feel like all over the place. Hot mess express. Um, Summer is hard. Summer yeah. definitely throws a kink in it when you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I don't have kids, so I know it's very, very different. Sorry, what are you saying? No, it's fine. They're just at the age where they're more aware. Like they know that I have my stuff to do. They know what they need. They know what, you know, what my schedule looks like. And so I guess you can't, you can't fulfill yourself when your tank is empty, you know, I'm going to use the example that I've been using a lot lately is I'm real good about like running my vehicle until almost empty because the gas station that's by my house is constantly and consistently out of gas. So it's out of sight, out of mind. And I have to be intentional to go fill the gas tank where I need to now like intentionally bring myself and give myself some, you know, some fuel here. Mm -hmm. Um, And how do I like navigate that? So yeah, I think just shifting a few, there's lots of things that I need to shift. right now. So do you have different expectations for yourself in the summer versus when your kids are in school? Yes. I am like superwoman during the summer is what I feel like I have to be oh, in, the really? year, in the school year. They're so independent because they're gone for so much of the day. They have so many activities that I don't have to plan things for. It just everything kind of gets planned in the summer. It's, you know, they want to do this activity. They want to do that activity. They want to do all of these things. And it's just juggling all of those expectations. And so I want to be able to give them as many of those opportunities as I can. So, um, I'll fill you in. So like probably four years ago, my life and my kids' life looked very, very different. So, I was, you know, I literally became a six-figure freelancer within six months of starting my freelance business. So my financials have changed exponentially in the last few years. So where I had to consistently say no to them, like it was just not in the budget or we had their lives just look very different. And so it's just a different approach on how I look at life and how they look at life. We moved to a different community. We were in a community before that was like, middle to lower class, I would say. And now we're like middle to upper class. And so it's just a economic shift of expectations as well. So that's that whole pressure too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you allow yourself more leeway in terms of what you're able to get done with your work in the summer when you have these other obligations? No, <laughs> where I need to. <laughs> no, um, no. I would definitely say that my clients play a huge impact in that too, because they're all in summer and they're like in that go mode where, you know, in the school year or I have right now, I have a few clients that are, um, their summer is just a lot lighter. They don't, um, Yeah. So it's just a very different group of clients that I have and my clients consistently shift, um, and their needs shift. So, 
Some are like a little bit off the radar, but then others are like, this is my summer of productivity. And I'm like, oh, I guess I have to like mold myself into those expectations too. So everyone expects me to be Miss Superwoman over here. And I'm just like trying to, it's that, it's that picture of like the duck just kind of like going smoothly across the water. And you can see underneath the water, him just freaking out, like paddling like crazy to stay afloat. So that's where I kind of feel like my life is right now. So summer is like the least restful time of the year for you. Yes. Like September is going to be the month of my rest time taking it for me. Yeah. So now I just have to like pour out from an empty tank, getting a little bit of fuel whenever I possibly can, unless I make some huge drastic shifts. So how do you make the most of the time that you do have to refuel? That's a great question. Um, great question. So I would say, um, being intentional with the things that I enjoy doing, like what brings me joy and what doesn't. Um, so right before, um, right before summer happened, my social media manager, um, moved on to some different projects and different life. Her life just got, um, changed a little bit. So I decided that my social media is just, is what it is right now. I took the pressure off because it did not bring me joy. I knew that I did not have the bandwidth. So it's just learning what I have to bless and release. And so that was something that I just had to bless and release knowing the consequences that it's going to take a while to get that traction back up and going again when I'm ready to, but it was just, there was no bandwidth. So just kind of gauging my bandwidth and learning what to say yes and no to, um, and surrounding myself with people that have that same boundaries and expectations. So then I don't put too much on their plate because then I feel guilty or bad too. Yeah, it definitely seems like uh, it's a good time to delegate or mm-hmm. delegate or drop. Exactly. Yeah. So. Can you guys hear there's a someone mowing the lawn next door? Is that loud? No. Okay. Can't hear it. Okay. Um, that, yeah, that's it's just like back to like the cycles where like if all I mean, like <laughs> and I talk about this all the time that like maybe there's like m- some things where you just like let some people go before the summer and things like that. But also just like recognizing the cycles, like if the summer is not your downtime, summer is not your downtime. And like maybe that's fine. And maybe like September is your downtime and you just recognize that like I'm going to bust my ass all summer but I'm going to like have the, you know, this dedicated time. It's just like a different time of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My thought is like, if you're not doing as much to get clients right now, so you're not like refilling the um, the pipeline for later, that might be a great thing because then that allows September to actually be a slower time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, normally we talk about, you always have to be refilling the pipeline while you're working for your current clients so that you don't have, you know, the feast or famine kind of thing going on, but like, Easter time is not always bad because it allows us to have those cycles. Yeah. I think last time we talked, I was saying how I've like been turning down work. Like I turned down two clients at the beginning of the summer where I was like, I can't, I just can't like, I got to be there for my kid this summer. And now I'm like in the place where I'm like probably picking up two new clients going into the fall. And I'm like, going to be really stretching it. But it it is just that thing where like how much you can't turn it down, you can't turn it down. Which like maybe we could talk about more when we go into pro when we talk about productivity on our next time we have you, Leela. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, 
do you want to do you want to share Leela about like how it has your perspective I think you're sort of in the same boat as Leah too right you've been an entrepreneur for a long time is there a juxtaposition about the way you think about rest and worth and that kind of stuff working for yourself um yeah so I became self-employed very very young I think I was like not even 24 yet when I went full-time and I was, you know, I, I wanted it really, really badly, but I was not prepared. And, um, I found it really challenging and I still find it really challenging to, to take time off. I remember talking to someone, you know, it's so funny, the things that people tell you that kind of stick with you, whether you want them to or not. I remember talking to someone early on who was a full-time freelancer and asking her, well, how do you take vacation? How do you take time off? And she just kind of went, well, I don't really, um, I do a lot of like working holidays and I'll take long weekends, but I don't really take vacation. And so for years I was like, okay, well, that's what you have to do when you're a freelancer. And even now I really struggle with taking time actually off, I take time much more often. I do working holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one coming up in August. Um, but I think also for me, it, it works a little bit better than for like people who have kids because um, I don't have extra responsibilities in that regard in the summer. And for whatever reason, my clients tend to really slow down in the summer. Or I should say my, um, my writing and editing clients, which are you know, less and less of what I do, but still there. For some reason, it has always been summer's really slow. And then come like late August or September, suddenly everyone needs everything. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, but it, I do find it really challenging. I think I really have... Um, taken in that cultural idea that, you know, I talk so much about how we need to reject this idea. And it's because I struggle with it um, of the more productive you are, the more valuable you are to the world. And um, yeah, I think we really have to kind of actively reject that mentality by letting ourselves rest and by telling ourselves we're still worthy when we're resting, we're still worthy when we're, you know, not making much money, we're still worthy when, you know, we're not doing anything. And it's okay to give ourselves what we need, when we need it, regardless of what else is happening, regardless of what you did yesterday, or what you did earlier today, or what you did last month. Um, It's always okay to give yourself what you need. Yeah. Yeah, I just, or not just, I think I posted at the end of May, but I'll put it in the show notes. And again, it's like, so it's so dependent upon the the way that your work is structured. Um, and my work is just like these long-term projects with clients that I'm like very, some of whom I've worked for, for like the entire time I've owned my business. And so, um, I, and in, because they're such long-term projects, I know when the peak periods are going to be, And so it's like easier for me to just be like, okay, I know that like this week I can like move things this week to just like carve out dedicated time. But I wrote a blog at the end of May um, about how to take a real vacation when you work for yourself. But like the biggest piece of it is, and I know this doesn't work for everyone at every seat, like like 
it may be that like you build up to be able to do this, thinking about the types of clients and projects that you're taking on. But it really is like the main reason I can do it is because of the types of clients and projects that I take on. And I'm like really intentional also about building those relationships and saying like most of the time I, the people I work for have absolutely no problem with me saying like, hey, I'm going to be completely offline for three days because they want to be able to do the same thing. And so they like value and understand that like I have to do that just like they have to do that. And as long as I'm again, like doing what I need to do, delivering things on time, like living up to what I said I was going to do for them, at least in the types of work, the type of work that I do, that doesn't always mean being on call all the time. If I'm like, if I set up that expectation from the beginning, the other thing that like I've done before for another um, freelancer is um, she went on a long-term vacation and she hired me to manage her out of office. That's a great (laughs) idea. It was wonderful. And so she briefed me and like by hired me, like, I think I, it was like two hours. Like it didn't even really, she briefed her clients. She briefed me on the projects that she had in like ongoing and was like, here's where things could flare up. Here's like something you may have to handle. Here's something else. And I knew how to get in touch with her if I needed to, but like on her out of office message, like I was the one that was on it. And I also think that like, she paid me to do that. But like, I think that like most people, you know, if you have like freelancer buddies, like we do, you could always like trade that stuff back and forth and just like be on call for someone if they wanted to like truly turn off. Um, But I'll put that, I'm trying to think of what the other things were in there. Oh, and then like differentiating your out of office message is the thing that I have on there too, which I know out of office messages in general are like a hot topic for freelancers because I, Leah, I don't think ever uses out of office messages because she wants to be able to be on call and doesn't want to look like she's not there. Um, so I know that the, it all kind of varies depending on the types of like clients and projects that you have. And sometimes you have to work up to if that's your goal or maybe your goal is like, hey, I just want to make like a shitload of money for a couple of years and I'm not going to take a legit vacation. And like, that's fine too. You just, it's like decide what you want and then like, build your business around that. Um, but taking legit vacations is very important to me. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. very intentional about making, but I also, I also have my clients trained that I only check my email two to three times a day. That's a big one. So what I've gotten in the habit of doing is do I always only check my email two to three times a day? No. So if any of my clients ever hear this podcast, are going to know it's crazy, but <laughs> I will set like I will set like it, like this morning I responded to a whole bunch of emails before we hopped on and I know that my afternoon is absolutely crazy. I don't have them scheduled to be sent until three o'clock my time because I don't have the time in my day to respond back to their response. Yeah. So like I'll they're all scheduled to go out at three o'clock. I know from three o'clock to five o'clock. I'm going to get a huge dump of emails back from them. And then at the end of my workday, I'll go and respond again and be done for the day. Yeah. So there was that that I have gotten really good at too. Um, just so I'm not like, yes, I get them a response. Even if it is like, hey, I will get you a, a better response X time. Then I'll go mark it in my calendar so I don't forget if I'm traveling or things like that. Um but I just have so many clients that I've worked with in the past that will contact me randomly. And I don't, it's, 
it's, it's been a bigger hassle for them to get an out of office response in the past because they'll go find someone who can do it quicker while I'm gone. They don't want to bother me or whatever. And then they don't do it right, or they don't do it to their, their standards, or they don't have a clue what I've done. Then they'll come back to me later. And it's complete and utter mess that I then have to sift through. And it ends up being way more stress, way more work than if I just respond to them and set the set a time to, um, to get back to them. Yep. The expectation setting is super Yeah, so like types of clients and projects, expectation setting is really important to be able yeah. to take some time off. Yeah. And it really raises such a great point. I think that you have to think very intentionally about what you want your work time and your rest time to look like totally. when trying to figure out what kind of clients you want to work with, because Absolutely. yeah, if you're working with clients who expect you to be there all the time, then it's going to be a lot harder to take time off. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. Well, um, I think we could wrap this one up and um, I venture to guess next time we have you on Lee, I think we're going to talk about productivity and I know that rest and productivity are um, intertwined. So I venture to guess we will um, touch back on some of these topics, um, but it has been so nice to have you back and um, we're, looking to be forward, we're looking forward to having you back in um, a couple months to talk about productivity and yeah. Other parting thoughts. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you about this. It's been a lot of fun. And I'm just, yeah, I think, I think we need to be more intentional about rest and not just kind of leave it as the, the thing that happens once everything else is done. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. All right. Well, we will um, see you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Freelance Revolution podcast. Don't forget to check out our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Go to freelancersaligned.com to learn more and sign up.